Hi, you're listening to Book Chat with author Vivian E. Moore. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Hello and welcome to Book Chat. I am your host, Dr. Vivian E. Moore. I hope everyone had a great week and I hope you are having an even better weekend. All right, so we're going to get straight to today's show. The title is Intentionally Unintentional and the topic is The Art of Weaving Stories. Well, we know that storytelling is an ancient art form that has captivated and connected people for centuries. But at its core, lies the ability to transport listeners or their readers to different worlds. It can also evoke emotions and provoke thoughts, okay? So, you know, while some storytellers meticulously plan every detail of their narratives, others embrace a more organic approach, all right? So allowing the story to unfold naturally is, to me, in my opinion, is the best way to tell a story. All right. So this is the essence of being intentionally unintentional, crafting those stories with intention while leaving room for spontaneity and creativity to flourish is always the best policy. All right. So let's talk about a few things that has a lot to do with this intentional unintentional business. All right. If you will. So first of all, let's embrace the unknown. So when when approaching storytelling, you know, with an intentionally unintentional mindset, you know, we we embrace the unknown and we welcome those unexpected twists and turns. All right. So this openness to the unpredictable, it can lead to some of the most authentic and compelling narratives as characters and plot lines they take on a life of their own. And that's what we want them to do. We want those characters to, to, to come to life, you know, to speak to the, to the audience and let them know, Hey, I'm here. And this is what I have to say. And number two is letting those characters lead. Now we know how important it is in the writing world to do that. All right. So, you know, one of the hallmarks of intentional unintentionality is always allowing the characters to lead the way. You know, instead of rigidly following a a perceived plot, you know, we can allow our characters to develop organically. And and that to me is the best way too. And what it does is, is get, it gives them freedom to make choices and to drive the story forward in surprising ways. Now, for those listeners, you may say, well, we're talking about fictional characters that... <laughs> that are not alive, okay? They are fake. They are not real. But to writers, those characters are very much real. They're very much alive because, you know, we we pour life into them. We create those characters to uh, to touch and to have feelings, you know, to do all the things as we as humans can do. We create our characters to do the same thing, all right? It may not be physically, but still, 
they do the same things we do as humans. All right. So the next thing we need to do is to trust the creative process. And we know that trusting the creative process, it is essential when practicing intentional unintentionality. All right. So what it does is it requires, requires us to let go. Okay. I know that's so hard of our need for control. All right. (laughs) And surrender to the flow of inspiration. We have to let inspiration build. We have to let the inspiration out. Okay. So that means that you cannot follow the script at all times. Sometimes you just have to get off the script and just let that creativity flow. And what it can do is it can open up so many other doors uh, to new ideas. And, and, and sometimes when you deviate from that original plan, it can allow you to explore uh, those different narrative paths. Okay. So number four is uh, finding meaning in serendipity. All right. A lot of people don't believe in serendipity. They believe that all things happen for a reason. I believe all things happen for a reason too, but I also believe in serendipity because sometimes things, those unexpected things do happen and, you know, and you can see them, you know, however you want to characterize them, however you want to define it, that is your choice. But we know that serendipity, it plays a significant role in storytelling. Okay. So, you know, we have a whole lot of unplanned moments while we're in the process of creating stories. You know, sometimes we can just go off on a tangent and, 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 and end it, you know, in, in some of the un, most unexpected places that are good places. Okay. So sometimes those unplanned moments, those chance encounters and those unexpected discoveries, you know, they can, they can add depth and meaning to your story and, and it can be infused you know, it can infuse those narratives with authenticity and with that richness, you know, that we crave so much of by remaining open to these serendipitous occurrences. OK, so serendipity is not a bad thing. It is a good thing in creation of of stories in storytelling. OK, so let's talk about balancing structure and spontaneity. Well, while we know that, you know, intentional <laughs> unintentionality it celebrates spontaneity. It is essential to that balance and that structure uh, to have that spontaneity. All right. And that means having a basic framework or an outline to guide the story while remaining flexible enough to deviate from it when inspiration strikes. Okay. I am a stickler sometimes, but I am also flexible. I have learned to be flexible, okay, especially when writing, because that is so terribly important. It truly is. And I understand that, you know, a lot of writers for them, they tend to write in in one way, okay? And and that's usually following, you know, a flow chart or, you know, some type of writing implements that they use that they don't deviate from you know, on a regular basis, they try to stick to the program, but sometimes it's good again to go off script and, and just to embrace, you know, the, the framework of spontaneity because it it is so good. Okay. Sometimes you do have to go off script and, uh, and just, you know, just go with the flow because it works. All right. It works. All right. 
So number six is embracing imperfection. All right. <laughs> I know we're not perfect. Okay. We were not intended to be perfect. All right. We are so flawed. And, and it's good to remember that when you are creating characters in your stories. All right. Don't make them so perfect that they are unbelievable. Okay. We want to keep them flawed. We want to make them as human as possible and, you know, and adding those layers to those characters. And you can do that only if you embrace imperfection. All right. So we know that perfectionism, (laughs) it can be the enemy of creativity. All right. So, you know, if you embrace those intentional unintentionality moments, you know, that means embracing imperfection and then understanding that flaws and mistakes are integral to the creative process. Okay. So if you go in thinking that your story has to be flawless, you know, your characters have to be flawless, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Okay. (laughs) Because we know that Sometimes through imperfection comes the most perfect outcomes. All right. So when you, I mean, you may go in intentionally trying to make it the best that it possibly can be. And I, you know, I am a proponent of that. I am. But, but sometimes you have to embrace those imperfections and it begins with you that flows to your characters, that flows to your stories. And I'm not saying, you know, that, that your story, you know, is not tight that your plot is not tight. All of those things, most definitely, they definitely need to be tight, okay? Because no one wants a sagging plot line that makes no sense, all right? So I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about uh, embracing the the imperfection within itself, all right? Those flaws and and all of those things that go into creating characters. And, and it's through these imperfections you know, that our stories, they gain that depth and humanity that we want. Even those evil villains that are in our stories at times, we still want them to have that human layer, okay? Because before they became a villain, you know, they had another life. They weren't born that way. Something happened that, you know, that made them become the evil villain. So you have to keep all of that in mind uh, when you're creating a story, because, you know, as humans, we want to see the human side of all the characters, you know, whether they're good or bad or, or whatever. We want to see, we want to see that in the stories. Okay. And we also want to honor the storytellers. Okay. And I want to start with honoring my grandmother and my mother, because, you know, without them, I do not believe that I would be where I am today. And I thank them so very much, my mother especially, because they were storytellers. You know, they never wrote anything down. But I remember sitting at the feet of my mother, listening to her tell stories. And sometimes she would tell us the same story, you know, again, again, and again. But those things stayed with me. You know, they were repetitious, but they stayed with me. And it was a pattern. You know, she was setting a pattern of how you tell a story. And I am so thankful that I paid attention in class, okay? Because she was teaching me something. And and I'm so appreciative of that because, you know, it 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 it's 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 in me, first of all. It's in my DNA. You know, I, I share that gift. I know that writing is a gift. Not everyone can do it well. 
And and I know that it's in my DNA, the storytelling part of it, because, you know, that's who my mother was. She was a storyteller and she did a wonderful job of doing it. You know, maybe she didn't know the the mechanics of storytelling as a writer would, but still it was in her, you know, that that gift to tell a story, to import the, you know, import the feelings and and all those things that go along with with telling a story. She had that part of it down pat. And I'm so thankful for her that, you know, that I that I you know, I have that that gene inside of my DNA, that writing gene, that storytelling gene inside of me that I know came from her, that my grandmother passed along to her. So I'm so thankful for that. And, you know, ultimately, you know, when we practice intentional unintentionality, you know, it's it is about honoring the storyteller, the storytellers of past and the storytellers within us. You know, that part of ourselves that yearns to create, to explore, and to share our unique perspectives with the world. All right, guys, that is our show for today. And I hope that I left some some nuggets of wisdom with you. I hope that you obtained something from the show today that you didn't have before, something that you can pass on to the next generation as well. And Doing this show means so very much to me. So that's why I always ask you to listen, to like, and to share, because that shows appreciation, you know, for for me as the host of the show and to others that may stumble upon the show. You know, it's available everywhere you listen to podcasts. So, you know, just share the love. And in that, always remember to tell those who you care about the most, how you feel about them today, because tomorrow is not promised. So on that note, I love you. I hope you love me back. Until the next time you hear my voice, God bless you and goodbye. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast 